genre. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the one sweetly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name's Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the other voices on this show, Sean Batiste. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. Uh, as a courtesy, I want to remind the listener that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'll give you uh, timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story this week is more Batgirl. We've got Batgirl Stephanie Brown by Brian Q. Miller, Lee Garbett. Trevor Scott and Guy Major. Hell yeah! Yeah, we're doing we're doing all the Batgirls, and it's been well, not all. Of There's plenty of more Batgirls that we're not going to get to, but well, you know, Babs or is maybe it, we will. Babs is in there, so like I think that counts. I don't know. We're, we we got Batgirls in plenty. We got we got all the, yeah we got all the Batgirls. We got Batgirls stacked stacks on stacks. Gonna have a. Have a belfry soon. Going, yeah, going through the <laughs> fucking rafters. They're already in the watchtower, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how's so how y'all? How's I was gonna say that. All right, you can still say it. How is everybody? <laughs> oh, tired. The usual. I don't know. Fine. <laughs> cool. Not a lot going on. I've been podcast like, that I want to talk about. I've been basically sleeping through this entire winter, and my brain Ooh, like just bear. reminded me today mm. that Christmas is in like six days or some shit, and I'm I'm not ready for that. Yeah, we've been having just a bunch of dumb shit going on over here. So like me and my my partner are just like Christmas. God damn it! Like already, do like, I have to? Can we just skip yeah, this like, year? Can we just skip it? Because like none of us give a fuck about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like another obligation. I we don't feel like doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And yeah. uh, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I'm so poor, I, you, you aren't getting gifts from me. Deal with it. I don't, I'm not I, sorry. I don't want you to buy things, because every time you say you're not going to, we're like, cool, great. I and still you think you're going to. show up and give us all shit <laughs> every you've fucking said, time. You've said multiple times that you're not getting us anything for Christmas, and I feel like that means you're getting us No, 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 for no. For real, this time, I'm physically unable to. I'm too poor. Yeah. Uh, my mom if and you show I did up with something. I'm just gonna have to Venmo you cash and be like, <laughs> "Fucking stop it!" Buy <laughs> <laughs> your own gift through Casey. We're, we're just write in the note, "Leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> stop Please attacking me. Stop being me. such a thoughtful friend. <laughs> I can't Thank take you. it anymore. <laughs> now, my mom—I mean, shocking. My mom is the exact same way. So we've spent the last yeah. couple of years both being like, "Stop it! No, we're not doing it right. this year." And then she does it anyway, and I do it anyway. But like, it also involves like the mail system. So like, we both get a box on the same day. I'm like, "You bitch." Like, you fucking yeah, right. Um, but this year yeah, like, we actually yeah. we were like for real, for real, we're not doing it. Um, but my mm-hmm. birthday is eight days after Christmas, and she's like, "Well, I gotta get." I was like, "That's that, that's fucking cheating," and you know it. That's cheating <laughs> that she's getting me birthday presents immediately after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like all of the my people that I'm really buying things for were all adults that have money now, so we're just like, "What are we even doing here?" So we've been just like doing like a book swap, which is kind of fun. That's nice. Um. But Books are like the my- only gift I give. Right, yeah, which is yeah, same. <laughs> but it's great. So it's like, cool, I can just get books. I can give books. That's perfect. Like We always want books. Exactly. I always have to think. I try to throw one in there that like might be deeply offensive because I do it with my parents. Oh, cool. Um, I try to have fun with it. It's like, not like 
super like would offend them and they would just like hate me but like enough that they're like that's a weird book for him to want <laughs> well, that's like uh there was there was one year where i went to like a white elephant like like secret santa thing and i was trying to figure out a comic like just like a graphic novel to bring and brian almost convinced me to take this book called the humans which is just about a like it's like the hell's angels but everyone are monkeys and like the humans is like the mascot of the so it's basically like a, a planet of the apes world where like monkeys are people um but it's also like really sexually explicit like the monkeys are always fucking <laughs> there's just on. so much monkey dick in that book and oh i was just like this would monkey be really dick. this would be really funny to bring to the like white elephant with like people that i know but like also their wives that i don't know you know yeah. um and then we went there. Luckily, I've, I, I don't remember what I ended up getting, but it wasn't that. And um, all of their children also participated in the secret <laughs> Santa. So there's like six-year-olds opening <laughs> gifts. And uh, so Brian almost like, we all got me arrested. <laughs> we all have to read I, what everyone got us. I have yeah. this idea for a white elephant that I've had for a while now that I I've, I've really want to try on somebody where... You rig up a box so that as soon as it's even unwrapped, all four corners of the box fold down and unfold, allowing a thousand bouncy balls to escape. Ooh. I, I thought you were going to go glitter bomb. No, just like, just bouncy balls everywhere. I like it. Bouncy balls. Just got to do it with someone's house that doesn't have pets or you're just going to have dead animals. Or- <laughs> you also, you also got to have hardwood floors. Otherwise, it doesn't really work as That's well. That's true. That's true. It doesn't need hardwood floors. But I, I, for, there, was a, there was one year where I was supposed to go to a white elephant in New York that was like upstairs at a bar. And I was like, perfect. That's perfect. I was like, we will never be invited back to this place ever again. But then, I don't know, something happened and I wasn't able to pull it, pull it together. Oh, well, man. Yeah. I mean, glitter bomb is still a great idea. That works for all situations. All all glitter bombs are dangerous, though. Dude, those are fucked you can, up. You can fuck up someone's eyes with a glitter bomb, and you're never it's gonna really clean bad. that shit up ever. That's the best yeah. part. That's that's no. It's, it's that's all. It's not dude, a gift. It's me, I would it's, be an, fucking, it's assault. It's not. A I gift. would be furious if someone did that to me. <laughs> like enough that I would want to punch somebody. I mean, they even better my, now. There's a my house. now there's a fight at the Christmas party. This Dude, is a fucking blast. That's what you I let want. A glitter bomb off in my house. You're never coming to my house ever again. Win win. Well, it's really about hard to get to your house. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't come anyway. Oh man! Wow, this got it got dark. It <laughs> this got, got dark. Sad. Well, now I'm gonna go to your house to ruin it. You're welcome. <laughs> just to yeah. Would you ever walk into my house with a package wrapped? I'm like, I'm not opening that. You, you know it's a glitter up, bomb. You show up, you're already covered in glitter. It's like it exploded on the way here. It didn't work, guys. <laughs> My Uber driver is pissed. <laughs> but uh, my my family's doing a white elephant this year specifically with Christmas ornaments. So me being me, I just went online and, and Googled weirdest Christmas ornament. Yeah. Oh, and the one that kept showing up and the one that kept like, I kept gravitating towards, it's just a round porcelain ornament that's like skin tone colored. And in the very <laughs> center is a very zoomed out picture of nicholas cage's face perfect <laughs> perfection <laughs> that's absurd it's like those weird sequin I don't pillows think, yeah, yeah like yeah, i don't yeah. think anyone in my family is going to really understand what that is and what that means and that makes it beautiful to me Truly i'm gonna it. have this wonderful moment that's just for me and that's what christmas is all about 
That's the right. that's the real meaning of Christmas is just weirding out your that, friends and family and getting gifts that stay in the corner of your house forever. Yeah, yep. getting gifts that you never use. Yep. Or be my my least favorite part about Christmas is feeling obligated to get someone a gift that you actually don't like very much. Like my old coworker was just like not a dude who was easy to buy gifts for because he already bought himself all the like tchotchke crap that you would get somebody. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. all right, well, I want to get all my friends and coworkers gifts, except this guy, ah, you get socks, man. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want a bottle of liquor? I don't even know what liquor you drink. Socks that have glass in them? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a bottle of liquor. Now you just have liquor-soaked, glassy socks. <laughs> liquor socks. Oh, yes, this is what I always wanted. I don't know how it happened. It just broke on the way over here. You can always use wet socks. <laughs> <laughs> pre-washed in gin my socks. favorite accessory mm-hmm. <laughs> wet socks <laughs> alright y'all wanna do some comic book sure oh, God. I feel like it's been a year since I read this comic so y'all are gonna have to get me help me get through this um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I've well, it's got... only been out for a week Casey. I know I don't know how time ago. works anymore it's, it... alright so I got art brute number one by W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Morazzo, and Matt Lopez. Uh, you might recognize two of those names as the ice cream men. And uh, you're going to recognize them again when we do that as the next pick. So uh, strap in. It's going to be a, 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 a Morazzo and Prince heavy episode. Um, so this book this is... This book fucked my brain. Oh, yeah. No. So so number one, this book actually came out before they ever did Ice Cream Man. It was... Um, I, I think they printed out through like a different publisher and then Image bought the rights to like redistribute it. Um, so it's just kind of like a repackaged older book that they've done. So that's cool. Um, uh, number two, uh, there's a variant cover by my buddy Alex Ekman Lawn, Philly local friend of the show. Uh, and he's a fucking badass. So you should go buy that cover because it rules. Um, yeah. Number three, this whole, the premise of this book is almost exactly the um the painting that ate paris i I forget if that's the exact name of the story arc but in in doom patrol when the dada the the brotherhood of dada try to trap all of paris in a painting that's i basically i feel like w maxwell prince read that and was like cool that's a great premise for a bizarro psychotic superhero book um that's exactly what this is so basically it starts out with um, the Mona Lisa is winking and everyone in the Louvre is just losing their fucking minds because, <laughs> of course. Um, so they, they have to uh, contact the art brute who is a schizophrenic psychotic man living in a mental asylum who is the go-to guy to fix, uh, I think they call it art anomaly. Um, yeah, the- the person's from the Bureau of Artistic Integrity. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. The B- BAI. Uh, yeah. So, so we get a, the, the straight man is like this, this lady going, the director Breslin is like the new director of the BAI. So she's got to go get Art Brute. Um, man, and those guys must be really busy right now with all this AI art nonsense. Going I know. Right. Their life is fucked uh, up at the moment. People throwing <laughs> soup cans at shit. There is yeah, no artistic integrity. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this guy's name is gotcha. Arthur Brute, and uh, he has the ability to jump into paintings uh, and live in that dream world of, of paintings. And 
It turns out that like some kind of savant on top of that as well. Oh yeah, I mean because he's also yeah. like a Looney Tune. Um, so it's like <laughs> he's got Grant Morrison powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. But like, there's a, there's this recurring symbol of the winking woman, and it's all these different stuff where it's like, oh yeah, uh, you know, it was just like a totally normal murder until uh, he excised his left eye with a fork and then shot himself in the temple, and then he carved the symbol in his in his chest before pulling the trigger. Uh, <laughs> in Sarasota, a husband and wife cast their children in hot bronze, claiming neo neo dada <laughs> conventions as their only defense. Uh, a man took over a, a a school with a homemade bomb in Helsinki. Uh, yeah, so like all this shit is being uh like connected together by this like the the winking symbol. Um, so he's got to take his his best friend Manny and go save the day. And Manny, Manny is a <laughs> desktop mannequin, a like you know human uh, little model, little model, like little, yeah, those little like uh wooden model. models that you use for figure painting, and um. Yeah, Mandy the mannequin. And then at, at that character. point, <laughs> at that point, we get like Art Brute like jumps into the painting, and uh, I think he takes director Breslin with him, and then she gets to meet Manny, who is a fully formed like person wearing a beret, <laughs> and he's got like a Lego man face. I yeah, like. it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's wild as hell. Uh, there's clearly some kind of like terrorist organization that's like covered in like Jackson Pollock suits, and there's a kid who is killing people and things with his with his drawings it it's fucking awesome that's just if you want some doom patrol shit that's not doom patrol shit this is the book it's it rules it's some yeah, some it's hardcore doom bonkers. patrol shit. yeah and then um, at the end there's like a little like pulp golden age uh issue that's like yeah. a, uh <laughs> recounting like one of his old adventures where he has to get um Vermeer's girl with the pearl earrings airing back from yeah. clams. Yeah, it's just him and Manny. <laughs> or oysters. <laughs> yeah, him and Manny fighting the the killer the killer oysters and then like he like serves them up as a meal afterwards. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Fucking so silly. It's yeah, it, it's the perfect pitch of like absurdity, humor and like psychosis. Like it's it's great cuz it's like the crimes in the main book are like really fucking intense, so it's like it still has that ice cream man edge to it, um, but with the Doom Patrol silliness that I there's that also I, that this that B plot of like the the kid young kid who like draws and paints things that then happen in real life. Yeah, like he well he he yeah, painted he, a cow and then all the cows that they passed died. That's they counted like, a cow with an X over their eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then he he painted, and then he painted and then he painted the Mother Mary, I think. And so he might have made um Mother he Mary the Mona Lisa. Was it Mona Lisa? Well, I don't remember. Yeah, at the end it was, and it was he winking. drew yeah, he drew the mm-hmm. Mona Lisa wing. Oh, he's so the one that probably caused the Mona Lisa to get fucked up. Oh, he's the artist. He's the I, anomaly. You know what it was? It was the the shining golden rays of sunshine coming from yeah. behind him that made me think that it was something biblical. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, so he's got some kind of similar power to this other dude has, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's my... But who knows? It's rad. I know it's rad. That's all it's I cool. know. It's cool. Yeah. I'm in it. Yeah, it's fun. Hmm. There's something that's not fun. <laughs> Ice cream man so number 33. Sad. By none other than W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Morazzo, and Chris O'Halloran. Um, so this was like a kind of a good way to like peek into the 
mind of the storyteller of Ice Cream Man so far. Yeah, the, I guess more into W. Maxwell Prince potentially. This issue felt like a confession. It did. And I really liked it for that reason because it was very honest. So basically this book is talking about it starts off just um I always I always want to write a story that's light and breezy and uplifting, but every time I try it doesn't come out quite right. Yeah. And it's got this duality, this two top and bottom light and dark kind of just telling a very similar story and how it goes through and like he wants to talk about heroes and something that makes something timeless that's hopeful but instead i read about this guy which is the ice cream man and these guys like the creepy fucking the dick uh, goblin dick goblin dick just say dick shit. goblin yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just like then talking about how everyone's just sick and broken and terrible and he just kind of tells this every man type of story like the light and dark version of like this gun guy he's like he's all gung-ho he's got his shit together he meets a girl you know, there's this thing, he's like just like a really good dude. He has a such a great day. And this other dude, it's just like couldn't be fucking more depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's like he he's he's having a shitty day and he meets some girl that he ends up dating kind anyway. Of yeah. And like they're they're just in that kind of symbiotic relationship where they both sort of hate each other. It's just like Yeah. And just like the telling it the two back to back and just telling the similar it basically it's like Oh, and this guy will do this. Normal, I want to do this, but then I end up always writing it this way. Like the one, like you said, it's like they meet this person and it's like, oh, you know, they hit it off and they have a cool day. They have such a great day. But uh, this other one, it's like, yeah, they try to just sit and talk. And then he's like, oh, do you like music? It's like, nah, can't really do anything because I have vertigo. And then the next one is like, oh, yeah, this, I want to write a story about how they text and they have these great conversations. And then they have just like mind blowing sex. And then, the other side is just ice cream man in the background, just like them having a terrible conversation. And then them both just kind of laying there having sex because that's what they think they should do. It's just like, God yeah. damn. It's like, it's like neither one seems to really be consenting, <laughs> but they just like, don't want to, they don't, they, they got nothing else to make them happy. I just, I thought it was really good storytelling to talk about like, maybe why this comic exists because he's trying to clearly say something but like he it just comes out wrong every time which i feel like is also super relatable uh, everything he, like, he wants to be happy the, and uplifting but it always just comes out sad and depressing because people are yeah broken. and the duality specifically of expectation versus reality and like your expectations yeah. the higher your expectations are the worse the reality seems to be and like the mental the mental health issues and like mental illness that contributes to yeah. or is a result of said expectations and realities. I feel like that's a huge part of this, you know? Yeah. Like the it's one also telling like an interesting story or a non-interesting story. Like if you look at the stories we've seen so far in ice cream, man, they wouldn't be as interesting if everything happened the way they should. Right. Yeah. If they worked out in any way, it would be a forgettable thing. But the fact that it would just be, you know, it would feel different. Like this one page kind of says, like, (laughs) I was like, it's not your problem, but I just wanted to let you know. I wish I could write nice stories about like, (laughs) and he has like these stand-ins for like, you know, superheroes, you know, men of steel, instilling hope, like stories of healing. But instead, I write about creepy stand-ins for the devil or true evil, people that die (laughs) under cars, drug abuse, and marital struggle and pain and it's just like clearly there's like that reverence for that type of story and like why it could be there but like 
he's not able to tell it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, um, I don't know. It, I just found it that makes really, you like want to do it a... Felt a confession, right? <laughs> if, if yeah. It was very, it felt like I, he was not talking it through his character, like, or telling a story like he normally does. If this felt like I was reading a letter from W. Maxwell Prince, it was very interesting. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of won a wellness check on, on W. Maxwell Prince. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've been if you're listening, that for a while. please tell us you're okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because clearly there's some stuff bouncing around in there. If you want, you know, because we've we've talked about Ice Cream Man enough. Like, yeah, some fucked up shit bouncing around in that brain. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, just, I think I also that's like... the appeal of this book is that we all have that fucked up shit bouncing around in our brain, sure. and and he yeah. articulates it in a way that is distilled and visceral. That like and I, I think... feel like. You couldn't do this as a book. It only works in this medium. Like you couldn't sure. even adapt this into a TV show. It it doesn't, you know, it doesn't it, work. And it's like a window into this like particular type of psychosis that's like fascinating and relatable in a dark way. Like Yeah, and I think there's something super relatable about wanting to be hopeful and happy and healing and bright but just not being able to like, I feel yeah. like that's super fucking relatable for a lot of people, especially recently. Oh yeah. So, and that just, expectations uh, really like never, you, your life never like lives up to your, no matter how happy you are, your life is never going to live up to some part of the expectations that you had at one point. You know what I mean? Like you right. can, you can find happiness elsewhere, but like the dream you had is never going to come true exactly the way you expected it to. And there's beauty in that, and there's it's also terrifying, you know? Yeah. And this is kind absolutely. of about that fear, too. Yeah, I just thought, uh, yeah, this one really stuck out to me. Because it was, like, weirdly uplifting, but also still dragged me down. <laughs> yep. Classic. As, as it does. Classic ice cream Classic man. ice cream man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... Speaking of being lifted down and up and all the way around... Ooh. Get to Legion of Vex, number eight, uh, by Sice Burrier, Nether Diaz, and Federico Blee. So I'm behind on this book. What's been going on? All right. Great so, question. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Black Knight, uh, Jackie, the new Black Knight, which everyone knows because we talked a lot about Sice Burrier's Black Knight. We did do she that. She yeah. is also a mutant, which we know because we talked about uh, Black Knight X-Men Death of Doctor Strange tie-in. Um, sure. Her mm-hmm. mutant power is to turn other people into mutants. Um, but it's been going haywire and turning people, in, turning mutants into monsters. Uh, so Nightcrawler has a sexy Krampus thing going on. And yeah, he looks dope. Oh, that's and, how he got um, the horns? Okay, rad. All right. Angel is being turned into himbo rich Mothman. Um, <laughs> which is it. per, per uh, words of Dr. Nemesis. Yeah. Um, uh, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so they have to figure out who cursed her and what is happening with her powers. So they go to Germany and lo and behold, it's Magali Cesardis, who is Nightcrawler's third mom. Second mom. Sure. This guy and moms, man. Mar- Margali is the mother of Amanda Sefton, also known as Day Tripper. 
who is Nightcrawler's sister, or also his lover. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Azrael... Like his stepmom? So, Azazel uh, essentially was sleeping with Mystique, um, and Mystique was... Uh, had a had a blue child, and even though she's blue, she was like, "Oh my God, no!" and threw it into a, a river. Um, and Magali found him, and she's Romani and part of a like a traveling um, circus, and hmm. raised Nightcrawler. Uh, Fits imperfect. Amanda Sefton. Yeah, sure. Um, so this, yeah, they're trying to figure out who cursed. Uh, a, uh, Jackie, and it leads them to Magali at the end of the issue. Um, you know, she's the controller of the winding ways, and I'm sure that's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. but also, Legion created a space of a space in the astral plane, um, where he's been hanging out, and then they found out that Warlock, his race of the, the Technarchy and the Phalanx, which is a society of living organism that consumes everything, like the Borg, but a virus, um, also does that with non-physical realities and is doing that with the astral plane reality. And the thing that Legion created is like so worth consuming that they brought in like extra reinforcements. That's, a lot of that is in the last issue. Is also kind of in this issue because something is in Warlock, something has replaced Warlock's bond with Doug. Um, yeah. So Warlock is just hanging out in Nightcrawler's home and won't let anyone in. And um, Juggernaut and Lost and Forget Me Not are in. That poor uh, fucking guy. Fucking Forget Me Not. That poor guy. He just went on a date with Lost and Lost is like, I. Who I are you? Who you are. Yeah, they got to get one of those. I guess they got like yeah. up with the rings that will help them remember, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I love this scene where Blindfold just tells Xavier to fuck off. Yes, also this shit was awesome. Yeah, Blindfold <laughs> comes to Xavier in his sleep and is like, "You got to start being a dad to Legion." And he's like, "I don't know how to do that." He scares the fuck out of me. I was, and it's like, "Shut up, Xavier." Start yeah, being a father. Yeah, she's like, you're not. I don't want you to help me. Just fucking love him, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to be right. You just have to try. Fuck, just to man. be there. Yeah, yeah, like it was just kind of great. And uh, also, also, uh, Banshee <laughs> is possessed by a spirit of vengeance, but it's not like Ghost Rider because this spirit of vengeance went revenge is not good. So it's a spirit of variance. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. There's another data page about it. Um, Ooh, you would think right. it would be like the spirit of justice or This something. book had a lot. Uh, well, it's the spirit of variance. Oh. So. Yeah, I don't know. what That's what it's yeah. called. Uh, yeah, I don't know why either. Um, yeah, Ooh. Banshee is like on fire and... Looks cool. Yeah, looks like a... <laughs> looks kind of like a disco Nightwing, but on fire. Um, <laughs> Sounds dope. And that, so he's like that a is... real banshee now. Yeah, because yeah, he's on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is the story that <laughs> it is these kind of big plot lines that Spurrier has been building. Um, mm -hmm. It's very interesting. There's a whole lot going on, which is why I didn't try to uh, 
go more in depth. It is just yeah, this, yeah, is, this a lot. is there. It's packing a lot into every issue. I, sure. I like that. Like, if yeah, it feels like it's um a uh, night now that Knights of X is over, like before the Captain Britain stuff starts up. Uh, this feels like this took over all of the like magic stuff that has to do with mutants. So that's fun, but like in a completely different direction, you know. Yeah, that's well, cool. I always love m- me some mutant magic. It's interesting because Spurrier did the onslaught thing, where onslaught was like kind of on Kokoa, spreading into people as they were being resurrected. But this time, it's like he he likes doing things that like kind of take over all of Kokoa, and he's doing like kind of event style crises, but in his own book that don't bleed into any other thing. Um. It'll be interesting to see where everything leads, especially the the phalanx taking over the astral plane. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how long Nightcrawler stays Daddy Krampusy. It's got to at least be through Christmas, obviously. Yeah, it's yeah. Got those Krampus vibes. <laughs> I mean, also like you had me at Himbo Mothman. Uh, with Angel, so... <laughs> you, had, yeah. you had me at Mothman. <laughs> I enjoy this book. It's a very unusual team. It's a very unusual plot. It's uh, making use of uh, mutants that don't really um, get love and also just really mind-bending. I- I'm going to have to read this back in trade because I, I yeah. like had to read this three times in order to just be able to summarize it the way I did. <laughs> Well, that's a perfect transition into our next book because it's a bunch of characters <laughs> that are all just seem kind of thrown together and it's all kind of confusing, but in a really cool way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of all that, uh, my pick this week is Danger Street number one by Tom King, Jorge Fornes, and Dave Stewart. So this is, this is like Tom, Tom King just firing on all cylinders, right? Like this is... This is becoming like his. Gonna feel that way. This is becoming his new thing of like let's take, let's take a team that everyone seems to have forgotten about, and sell a whole bunch of old comics because people are going <laughs> to want to know what the hell. Well, all here's of the this thing: it's not actually his new thing because I think what really pu- made him pop up on everyone's radar in the first place was um, Omega Men, uh, mm. which definitely was the weirdo B teams kind of all coming together and, you know, like a bunch of characters that no one had seen in a while. So like, even like, you know, like everyone knows Kyle Rayner, but where the fuck has he been? So like him being in that book, you know, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. this is very similar vibes to Omega Men, uh, which is and very he made, cool. He made us all care about the JLI again with, with human target. Yep. Yeah. And thank God for that because that book is a treasure. Yeah. Both. So honestly, this- human target and JLI. <laughs> this there's kind of three plots happening um kind of parallel to one another the one is we get i'll help you with names because uh, we talked about yes. this off mic before we started and adam really enjoyed this book but didn't actually know who any of the people were so i thought these were all new characters nope, and then not I learned a single that one is a new established, character not a single established one established dec- so we we start with the dingbats of danger street which is a callback to an old uh jack kirby book from way back which now I'm going to need to dig through DC Universe to find it. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> so we get like this ragtag team of kids who are just like going off-roading and like terrorizing. DC this... little rascals. 
Yeah, they like they're like terrorizing this little town. This this lady cop is just trying to keep him in line. So they're like going off-roading in the desert. The other plot is we have Creeper or um Jack Ryder is his Jack name. Yeah, Ryder. or Jack Ryder is being kind of groomed as a Tucker Carlson type on All right, on, the question. Yeah, it, yeah, all right, the question. That's just the question. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, so like he's Depends being groomed to be on to be a TV host yeah, on true. some news channel and yeah, so we have that going on. We yeah, also have But he's the mouthpiece specifically for the green team, which is a group of ultra rich shithead like children. So he's a Think Hellfire Club from X Men. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's 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 the mouthpiece specifically for the Uber Rich and the Uber Rich are children. While yeah. also cruising the nights as creeper stopping crime and then just murdering people. <laughs> so, so we we also get Metamorpho, Starman, and Warlock. And Warlock mm. somehow got their hands on Doctor Fate's helmet. And they drive out in the middle of the desert to try to use it to summon Darkseid? Well, they, they want to use it to trap Darkseid so that they can get into the Justice League. It's, yeah, it's, they, very, they, it's a very wanna... JLI plot where it's like, guys, this is going to be so easy. We're going to take Darkseid to the big guys and we'll be in the big, big boy team. We're going to get a seat at the table and it'll be, it'll be easy as that. And it's like, oh, but no, that's... <laughs> what happens instead is they summon some other, like, big monster guy who just keeps screaming the sky is falling i think it's manhunter isn't it it's sent by a manhunter oh okay yeah yeah yeah. that's what it was yeah so they end up they end up killing this guy and then they're all on edge when one of the dingbats walks up because they were just hanging out in the desert and goes like hey guys what's happening and then starman just turns around and shoots him through the chest so So we've got child murder in the first issue. So that's fine. Yeah. Off to a great start. Classic <laughs> Tom King. So I like this. I'm going to I'm going to go back and start see if I can find some of these old issues of Dingbats wow. of Danger Street cuz I really like um the art from from the old Jack Kirby book looks fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I like how it's being we're being narrated by the Doctor Fate helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Just the spirit. No that one's inhabits. wearing it. Just the yeah, actual no. helmet. Yeah, it's just the, the, it's the, the helmet. eternal yeah, it's lord of lord of order that inhabits the helmet. It's fucking, it's fucking great, dude. Um, yeah, no, there's that, a like, lot of really like, fun Tales from the crypt vibe. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of it's really fun great. little little uh, hints to DC stuff in here, but yeah, like it's you don't necessarily it's chaos if you don't know those people, um, but. It's, it's fun. Chaos, yeah, it's fun do. chaos. I mean, yeah, it's fun chaos either way. Um, it just I think it, it, it's cool if you know the characters, but I don't think it. It's not it necessary. Reads the same if you don't. It's it's yeah. fun if you know the characters. It's also fun if you don't because it it gives you a new loose thread to pull on. And, and you know, sure. you know, I, that's I, I kind was, of my my favorite thing about comics is chasing after those loose threads. And it's it's fun doing that in you know the the current year because uh, as I was trying to sell this to people, I'm like, look, if you don't know who they are. Don't be ashamed to Google it. You can Google it. The the <laughs> your your job after that is if you find something cool, then you go, you know, long box diving, and you find those old issues of whoever that that character was. Like 
Read right. the fucking the DC wiki exists for a reason, and sometimes I even need it. Okay, like it, there's no shame in you know googling a couple names here and there. Also, the 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 fun gang names that the Dingbats of Danger Street have, like there's Low Fat Crunch, yeah, Bananas is one of them. It's, it's Isn't great. one of them like like Pretty Face or something? I forget his name. Uh, good uh, looks, I think good is looks. his name. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the like the most fifties fucking names. <laughs> it's, gr- yeah. it's great. I, I I really liked it. Um, and if it's anything like uh, Human Target, this is just going to keep getting better. Oh yeah, I mean it's not anything like Human Target in in vibe because Human no, Target totally is like, different vibe. Than it's Human a hard boiled noir, and this is like a a romp through the fucking desert. But yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I think we're all kind of on a Tom King kick right now. Uh, RJ's been reading a bunch of his other stuff lately. Yeah, I love me some Tom King. Yeah, expect some of that in the show. I'm I'm at the point where I'm about to just start reading his run on Batman. Poof. It's good. It has really good parts, I will say that. It starts a little rough. He gets a real good stride. Then I think he was trying to wrap it up faster than he wanted it to but there's a solid chunk in the middle that's really yeah. i think it's good the worst thing he's written think. which I, I mean i don't think that's a complaint but yeah, yeah. it's still right. it's still great it's still, i think there's some <laughs> good yeah. shit there yeah <laughs> well maybe we'll do oh maybe i just thought of my pick that we can mm. do Uh oh interesting mm, i i think i know what you're talking about yeah. a little sad but yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good though <laughs> anyway all right well let's continue. get to this top story let's get to some batgirl Another <laughs> Which Stephanie one? Brown. So this one um uh, takes place immediately after <laughs> Final Crisis. Um after Batman has died at the hands of uh Darkseid, quote unquote died at the hands of Darkseid. Um and Bruce uh, uh Dick Grayson has taken over being Batman because somebody needs to be Batman. And uh of Stephanie Brown had fucking uh, <laughs> Stephanie Brown had previously been uh robin and then had previously been spoiler for a minute and promised to not do yep. any of this anymore and is then given the suit by cassandra kane who says i'm done. well yeah she says fuck she says she, fuck this shit because robin and causes a international war uh war uh, war of crime war um where she gets unceremoniously tortured and assaulted for weeks on end and killed uh and then brought back and it's one of the worst treatments of any character i've ever read and um jesus then christ cassandra crane becomes <laughs> evil at the end of her run also terrible uh and then <laughs> quits being back roll so yeesh yeah a lot of bullshit now we're this here. is like the phoenix rising from the trash fire that was uh <laughs> dc at that time holy crap yeah that doesn't yeah. sound i i I don't know who was writing Batman at the time, and I don't necessarily want to drag that person's name, but I am absolutely Googling it. So um, just I'm just curious. But this is a, <laughs> another favorite character and another favorite uh, comic run of all time. Love this book dearly. Forgot yeah, no, okay. Shit. So that, that clears up the timeline that like all of time. that stuff, the, the, the Stephanie as Robin stuff ha- happened pre-crisis. And then yeah. during the crisis, yes. she more yeah. Shit. So yeah. so now she is taking over as Batgirl with no Bruce as uh, guidance, and she's kind of 
gone under the wing of Barbara Gordon, uh, whether whether Barbara Eventually. wants it to or not. <laughs> and she doesn't even... Yeah, she's just kind of doing a, it on her yeah. own to start. She doesn't even have her own look yet. She's in Cass's old costume. Which is like, they make a great comic as uh, Dick and Damien are watching her, and they're both like, oh, is that the... Is that the person I could take down all the assassins? She yeah. looks sloppy. <laughs> I love the first two issue covers because one is Cassandra, like the Cassandra Kane outfit, and the other one is uh, Babs, like retro back roll. Mm-hmm. So that they just they tease yeah. you with, uh, like who is going to be on the covers, so people don't know right away. Mm-hmm. And there was like a big mystery as to who back roll was when the series started. Right. <laughs> So like this issue, we kind of just get jumped in. We really know we're we're getting introduced to Stephanie, who's just decided she's going to be Batgirl, no matter what the fuck people say. All while trying to balance like being in college, and then we kind of get we're getting a lot of Babs as well, trying to figure out what the fuck she wants to do with her life now. That she uh, just trying to figure out how she can help people as Oracle or just in general, because clearly she's got that. She's antsy to actually go out and punch some shit, well, but she can't. Anymore, we we talked obviously. about Oracle last week with the Cassandra stuff, um, and Oracle being kind of mm-hmm. like a, a mentor role. I like her role better in this book because not only is she kind of like a mentor and a you know a friend to Steph, but she's also has her own arc of someone who yeah. is like yes. very stuck and trying to move forward, and their relationship really become something great towards the the later half of this of this volume um, yeah and their their relationship is yeah, the driving like she, force yeah. behind both of them growing and like developing yeah. into the person they want to yeah. be uh respectively and, uh, like also mm-hmm. oracle getting mad and being on the subway as people are being robbed and just taking down like five uh five thugs Incredible. uh on the train and then yeah. leaving and it's like that didn't feel as satisfying as I was hoping. Is badass, and we should point <laughs> so, out she was still yeah, in the she, wheelchair at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's Stephanie's arc in this gives me a real Spider-Man vibe. Oh, the oh, book like, is very Spider-Man-y because it's yeah. like going to school yeah. and then yeah, also- going to school, trying to keep the the superhero stuff at, at an arm's length from your family, like trying not to let people down, but there's also like a lot of kind of street level crime that she's fighting. There's something so endearing about her compared to the other back roles. I I mean, I guess Barbara a little bit, but like Cassandra is gifted naturally and Barbara was around with Bruce and, and Dick as Robin, but like Steph feels like really she's the one that, doesn't fit because she's not as skilled as everyone else and she's just grit like bootstrapping you know trying to make it work she's like like yeah she's still oh, really yeah, yeah. smart she, they talk about it later like her like her superpower like is really like winging it she's yeah. unpredictable yeah so she, yeah. she can improvise really really she, well so like that's why she's she definitely really yeah she can definitely she's still like, hang with them she's better at the detective stuff too right like she's a really smart person like in her own right as far as like that stuff goes um but like as a fighter she's like not as much but still pretty yeah solid. i mean she also there's a couple Batman different down, like Cass is. yeah there's a couple different times right, in this exactly. book where they even mention the like class difference 
that like you really think mm. about everybody yeah. in the bat family with possibly the exception of barbara they're all from inherited wealth like especially all the the robins that were adopted yeah. by bruce they're living that life of like extreme wealth and like i think damien is just like hey you're just a poor get out of here you poor <laughs> um and like dude damien is such a dick <laughs> but like in this. barbara you know like like Gordon's obviously not a rich person, but she grows up in that world. So, like, there's still that, like, connection that she has. Steph is really Spider-Man in the sense that she's, like, working class family, working her way through school, like, trying... Well, and and her, and her dad's, dad's a criminal. criminal. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, <laughs> yeah. legitimate... Like, she is a total outcast of an outcast, and she's just... Her, her superpowers are uh, flying by the seat of her ass and making it work. And also just like the fuck you stubbornness, um, yeah. And those two things combined, and just like fucking, and just like, and oh yeah, right. oh yeah. She, yeah. It's the I the Spider Man retorts, yeah, <laughs> fucking great. This book was such a treat because I hadn't read this since floppies, and this is what two thousand nine, I think, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, that sounds right. Like that, yeah, long time. That's ago. one of those things where it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, and then you realize how long ago that right. is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Th- this was like, I would pick up. Uh, I this was my phase of like I I wasn't reading series consistently. I would just pick up random issues. And then I found this, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is really good. And it uh, immediately loved Steph, and um, she like I I think I've talked about it before, but her and Cass not being in the New Fifty Two like tore my heart out. Like it was just such a such a shame yeah. that the the dc kind of really treated these two characters terribly for for a while yeah and then rebirth and helped a lot so i i feel like most of yeah. my experience with stephanie is uh, as spoiler i feel like that's the the most of the books that i've read her yeah that she's in she's spoiler yeah, and yeah. she's got the on again off again thing with tim and it's like all this stuff is great, and she has endeared me. Like I'm endeared to the character from just those like side character experiences. But uh, this is my first time reading her as Batgirl in this in this like her own book, and it's fucking awesome. It's it, yeah. There's, I wish I was reading this at the time. Yeah, great. They're both really good in the modern in the Tynan Detective too. Yeah, they they did it. They had a really good um trail in that that arc. Uh, Cass and yeah. Stephanie and Tim. It's like all of the. This the B level Bat family all kind of chilling and detecting. Like, yeah. It's really cool. Some of my favorite DC, like favorite comic book characters, is the like the Bat, like Cass yeah. and Steph and and Batwoman are like some of my favorite comic book characters ever. So, yeah, it's part of what makes Bruce the modern Batman so much more interesting because it's not just him brooding at stuff yeah. a lot and punching stuff. Like there's actually like personalities that disagree with well, him or like want to help him and he cares last about week them and we talked like about how no man's land is kind of the the genesis of that like the bad family being formed right. fully and yeah and it, it's good that they each get their own little characterizations whether they're their own book or books like a detective i feel like that's a great way to explore them too where you can kind of just like prove them all together yeah. and, and have some fun this this Batgirl series um, has really put a has really made me want to go back and start over with Batgirls again. Like we haven't really been talking about that book much, but that book is fantastic. I've been keeping up. It's no, it's awesome. It fits the vibe of the last two that we just talked about. It kind of 
matches the characterization that seems like kind of kind of re- got relaunched here. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, like RJ said, they cool. had been they had been cast cast aside for like a decade, and then Tynan brought them back mm-hmm. in Detective, but they were just kind of like wandering. They were just kind of like they were there, but never yeah, they're kind of never the there. Yeah, uh, consistently. And this is the first time that I know of where they're all three together working together in a way that's like really fun and. Yeah, we should we should talk about that. Uh, I think the first yeah. trade came out for them, so I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. a good book. It's yeah. it, it's fun. It kind of it, it's it's cool to get all these personalities kind of mixed together on one team. It's also kind of like what we did with um, yeah. Human Target, and then going back and reading JLI and being like, "Oh, that's where yeah. this came from." It's like yeah, I know yeah, all yeah. these characters, but I didn't know where <laughs> all these characters had their like incubation period. And this definitely feels like that, where it's like, oh, okay, that's that's why Cass and Steph get along so well because of this, like, you know, yin and yang vibes that they have for each other, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, y'all want to get into the the plot of um, uh of this bad boy? Well, there's kind of like two main ones. Like the first couple issues is just like her and bab just kind of like yelling at each other it's like why the fuck are you back girl and she's like i'm gonna be back girl <laughs> yeah to- totally butting heads and um, two two <laughs> people that are so alike that they can't help but fight each other very, you know i'm gonna right. be back girl so get yeah, off my like back they- girl <laughs> Wow! Yeah, oh, man, I'm cutting that out. That I was just like bad. how they had this little <laughs> don't do not got this don't do not cut that they, out uh, <laughs> how dare you yeah yeah <laughs> They're like tracking down some new drug that's yeah. obviously Scarecrow. You see that one from is. a mile away. Um, and she has to fight through her fear toxin, uh, hallucinant. And her fear toxin, uh, those hallucinations side. are just imposter syndrome. Like she's fighting yeah. herself as yeah, spoiler, 100%. and she's fighting like yep. uh, Batman, and like I forget all the different people she fights, but it's it's basically just like you're not good enough. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, and then kind of comes through the other side based on what Barbara said. Like the only variable you can control is yourself it's like look i'm just gonna be me here's my second chance i'm gonna fucking do this on batgirl and babs is just like yeah yeah you are yeah you are and then she then she kind of gifts some uh gifts her um the costume so she now is in yeah, her now she's got uh, her own what we know like her she's Batgirl actually suit in her is Batgirl so good, garb but it's well. also biased because purple is my yeah, favorite it's really color good. but that's fine <laughs> I, I love i love it though it's one of the better Batgirl costumes, I like that for each, sure. Each it's issue, we have one panel with the, the affirmation, I'm Batgirl. Like, that's in every issue yeah, of, this, of this series. A lot of this is just proving that she can do it, not necessarily with anybody, because she wants to, but like... Proving it to herself, and then proving it to herself all the rest too. of the Bat family. And even the criminals are like, who are you supposed to be? Like, oh, oh, you're the, we, I got the B yeah. team. I, I, I'm not even good enough to get the real Batman. And it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to kick your ass now. Like, Yeah, that, on, that one guy, the Diesel, he oh, was yeah. like, uh, when, when Batman shows up, it's like, yeah. oh, finally. It's like, wow, ouch. Yeah, yeah. What a bitch. What a dick. Yeah, they like how Bad just gets a job at her college to kind of just like so they can kind of like Yeah. Keep an yeah, eye she on becomes each like an assistant and, professor but, of like a computer class because of course she does. She becomes a professor <laughs> of she could of, fucking probably teach. Her, her class sleep. is having too many monitors 102. Yeah. <laughs> 102, not 101. Yeah. Well, she's definitely way more advanced than a 101. 
Um, yeah, then I think we just have like some single issue, but then we start getting this through plot with uh, what's her face, Wendy, uh, the calculator's who, daughter, uh, is it the calculator's daughter who was a former Titan that is was in an injury and is also in a wheelchair, and is just trying to like fight through it all and kind of bad try to tries to help her out, take her under her wing to kind of help her along because she's clearly struggling with that, but then kind of slowly introduces her to the tech side of it and we kind of get uh, a cool little arc where they have to track the calculator down which i thought was we we get a little expansion of the own little batgirl calculator's backstory is depressing yeah i mean yeah yeah we see a little bit of it right yeah in this because they do some fucking weird mind meld shit with babs (laughs) yeah shit shit's all fucky it's not not great um I I do really like uh, oh, just, uh as an yeah. aside from the calculator stuff just um this entire run just takes the the Bechdel test and just smashes it to a fucking a fine paste <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's all just like women supporting women and and all of their different like emotional yeah, and absolutely. physical and mental struggles you know like it's just it fucking rules <laughs> like yeah, I think they do a really good job of doing that, and then they have a good job of like actually like making the yeah. Um, people. Yeah, they're all right? very well rounded. Um, you know, shocking women are people. Like Gordon, <laughs> yeah, no. Gordon is trying to set Babs up with the cute new detective, but she's like mad at Dick and is just an asshole to him. And then eventually they start like kind of nuzzling up, but like they actually like go through some struggle. You have Stephanie like trying to like figure out what's going on with this dude and his friend who's like involved in like this oh yeah yeah she's got her own little like boy trouble thing like the cute boy from college who uh, ends uh, up being the son of like a mob boss but she has this feud with she has this feud with Damien going on (laughs) so she's just walking around college and then there's this that big panel of him just standing next to a tree someone's like like, you gotta take care of that omen looking child and then it cuts to like it looks like a Tim Burton still it's so fucking good and then he, she like yells at him for it. He's like, relax I'm an urban camouflage (laughs) which is which is also hilarious that he calls him uh an omen fanboy and his fucking name is damien like that's such a good joke yeah that that guy doesn't even realize that he made brilliant also (laughs) babs has her own like uh boy trouble subplot throughout this where like gordon's trying to set her up with some like protege detective with the detect cute yeah so he just needs someone to show him around town it's like who's ever needed someone to show them around town but then, like, he and Stephanie have, like, a flirty thing because they yeah. keep running into each other. Uh, and this, this detective is just, like, so fucking awkward all the time. <laughs> there's also, um, like, there's a really like, good point dude, where, like... Oh, oh, yeah, that, I mean, the Damien stuff is awesome. But uh, back to it, yeah. Stephanie runs into that det- detective Nick, I think is his Nick, Nick Cage Nick. or something. Uh, no, it's yeah, Saint, Saint Nick. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saint Nick, yeah. But uh, he's... He's in Babs's office at the university, so Steph walks like runs into him in plain clothes and then just yeah. proceeds to fuck everything up and like accidentally just put her foot uh, in t- entire <laughs> yeah, foot into her. She mouth. says something to him and he's like, That's weirdly personal to a complete stranger. Like, why are you talking to me like we know each other? And she's <laughs> like, Oh yeah, yep. Uh, yep, I said that out loud. I meant to say it in my head. My bad, I'm out. See ya. 
<laughs> that felt very Spider-Man specifically. I'm yeah. just like, oh, oh, big old whoopsie daisies. We have a rapport, but not like this. You don't know who I am. I forgot. Yeah, there was a bunch of times where I just said yeah. out loud to myself, this is just Spider-Man. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's it's better than Dude. Spider-Man. My favorite arc is my favorite arc is, uh, my favorite arc is the other. roulette arc where it's roulette is yeah, they're, they're all trying. Try- Roulette sets up a yeah. um, like a bet on who can murder Batman, and it's fucking Roxy Rocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Roxy uh, Rocket. I love anything with the- Roxy Rocket. Yeah, it's like yeah. fucking great. Roxy Rocket, like fucking Fra- Freddie Frankenstein and Doctor Phosphorus, all trying to fucking kill Batman, while Stephanie and Damien have to team up, and they're just bickering at <laughs> the yep. whole fucking time. Yeah. There's a, yeah, their, their rapport is hilarious. Oh, there's I'm, a scene where they break into yeah, someone's dude, apartment hilarious. to get questions, and it's like, all right, we're gonna play bad cop, worst cop. And <laughs> Stephanie's just sitting on the on the sofa, like uh, menacingly, but like, oh yeah, uh, on with like her legs up on the sofa cushion and like her cowl like draped over. It's so funny. Yeah, I think the guy who walks in is like, yeah, can you get your everything off of my furniture, please? <laughs> the fuck is going on? Well, yeah, it, it's um, it's like the girlfriend of her college buddy, because we find out that it was all to pay off his debt. That guy's dad set yeah, them all up to so paid off his debt to roulette. So it's like her girl. They're trying to figure out where he's at. Um, but yeah, so his, like, but his kid goes along with it. Um, and he gets like kidnapped, but it's all set up by his father to pay off his like mob yeah. debt to to roulette. It's all intertwined. It's really there, but, like, it's, there's the a lot way of that it's intertwined like, is really well done because it doesn't. None of it feels forced. Yeah, none of it, it. It all builds really seamlessly. Where you're like, oh yeah, no, this is just the guy mm-hmm. that she's been you know flirting with in college. Oh wait, yeah. here's all this other stuff. You know. Yeah, just some great action sequences too. They do some like crazy team up shit with fucking Damien. They just fly jets into shit. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's a great like action-y bat book on top of like having some like really good character characterization for these other characters. It was cool. Characters. Uh, I didn't I mean like I hadn't read this since it came out so I didn't know uh, artists back then but I didn't Lee Garvit it's cool to see because his stuff with McKay and Dr. Strange was awesome. So it's cool mm-hmm. to see him. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I didn't realize that this was his like early stuff, I guess. And also the mm-hmm. covers for the series eventually start being, um, some of art germs first DC work ever. And Dustin Nunian does the last stretch of covers and they're gorgeous. And, so. and, uh, Phil Noto did the first stretch of covers. Yeah. So, and they're also, yeah, great. it's, they're all awesome. fucking killer, no filler. Like it, it rules. <laughs> yeah, the the art for Cass yeah. was um, nostalgic in a way that is uh, deeply late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and this is like objectively good art. <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is just good yeah. fucking art, you know. Can we talk about uh, Stephanie's weird bat bike? The slingshot awesome. or the ricochet? Well, it's bar- it's bat. Ricochet. It's bat. It's Babs. It's bat- like a tie fighter that like you have to lay down on your stomach <laughs> to. to li- 
I think it was designed for something. You know what it is? Uh, it's straight uh, off. Yeah, it's straight up where um, uh, Christopher Nolan stole his concept design for the bat bike it's exactly <laughs> oh, there it is yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it looks right. exactly like the thing yeah, that, definitely... that uh chris uh christian bateman whatever the fuck his name is christian bale <laughs> christian <laughs> bateman. patrick bateman <laughs> drives around when he's trying to fight uh you know <clears throat> i'm just thinking of a weird cross between christian <laughs> now bale let's see christian allen's bat bike uh-huh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess in i think Babs made it or had it. I think that was hers, but she never uses it anymore, obviously. But I think it was designed so she could. Yeah, she I think it's to, designed for somebody who doesn't her have the use of their legs. Because um, Wendy yeah. uses yeah. it later as well. When she, she kind of teams up with them to go after the calculator because she's like, yeah, my dad's a piece of shit. Also, I'm Tim gives her a bunch of shit for it. <laughs> Tim's such a shithead in this. Yeah. He shows up once. Dude, Red Robin Tim... <laughs> Red Robin Tim is yeah. such a shithead. <laughs> I mean, he's gone through like, a lot of shit at this he's point. He's going through it. But he's going through absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're right. He's going through the, it. I also Robin. like the that she's Robin just immediately... is kind of dumb looking, right? Well, like, she immediately calls him out and it's like, okay, Dr. Midnight. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, and he's, yeah. like, he's like, no, I don't. Oh, shit, I do totally look No, like it's dumb. funny because yeah, in the first <laughs> issue of this crossover, which isn't included in this trade, uh, he gets into Gotham and he's like... <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm dressed like Doctor Midnight. I could probably take him though. Which so it's a callback <laughs> joke, and it's even funnier. Oh, uh, that's good. I, this trade. But we don't have the context. I don't understand they didn't it. this. Yeah. There's this weird crossover with Red Robin, um, with uh, Christopher Yost and Marcus Two, uh, like great Red Robin series that I don't think has been collected for like a decade. Um, but there's a there's a random five issue arc where Batgirl teams up with him and only one issue is a Batgirl issue like they don't alternate like normal and this trade for Batgirl only puts the (laughs) one Batgirl issue so it's a part one of five that we only read part one of like it's it's just so weird it's it's very frustrating, yeah. especially because you can't go out and get that trait. You can't yeah. get like it doesn't it's, exist. Yeah. It's just like, right, just right. It. you can't read. Yeah, you got to jump yeah. into the long boxes for that stuff. Just my yep. rant about DC's. But trade it does department. show. <laughs> yeah, it does show how good Tim and Stephanie Stephanie can fight with each other, and like obviously they have a a history, but they have this just fucking up some assassins at this gala. It's great. <laughs> oh, I liked that yeah, they, scene a lot. Yeah, they also great. are like. They're going for fucking blood. Like the way that they're bickering is just like, ooh, oh, ow. And oh, then yeah, they, they even like have yeah. that moment of just like, that was too mean. Uh, but they, they, you know, they, they fight their way through it uh, physically uh, and emotionally and come out the other end kind of like, hey, yeah. sorry. I know you're going. How, how are you since Bruce died, Tim? Are you doing okay? Like she <laughs> says that at the beginning of the issue, I'm just right. like, I, I should ask him how he's doing. And then like, Waits until, and it's even though he knows that, even though he's the only member of the Bat family who knows Bruce isn't dead, and he's just not telling anyone. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Dude, fucking Tim. Tim figuring out all this shit ahead of everyone and not saying shit, man. Just like share, yeah. bro. Like you figured out who Batman was. Maybe if you want to figure out that he's not really, dead, just yeah, let maybe. someone um, know. I really you love finding him in the time stream, man. <laughs> I really love Dick in this because, um. 
it's this interesting portrayal of Batman, someone who is like filling in these gigantic these gigantic shoes and is trying really hard to be Batman, but yet can't really ever because he's just too nice. And like he there's this front he puts up in the beginning of like not letting Steph yeah. be Batgirl, mm-hmm. but then there's this like these moments where he'll like there's like the art like zooms in and he'll have like a smile. And then also yeah. there's this scene where it's um uh Babs and Dick talking while Steph and Tim talk and are watching them. And you <laughs> oh, you see funny. that uh, Oh no, you, it's uh it's Babs uh um, Oh and Damien. Damien, yeah, it's Steph. Yeah, I am. No, it's Ste- Babs yeah. and Dick. Yeah. Babs and Dick, Steph and, and Damien. And, and yeah. Steph you, and Damien. <laughs> it's like when Steph after the big um roulette thing Steph and Damien actually end up like kind of yeah but but you see not only bit. that is yeah. Dick like um you know trying to uh morph his personality into like that you know trying to f- to uphold the Batman mantle but he's also just grieving yeah. like he's just sad like there's just a yeah. right. there, it's a mixture right. of him trying to be professional and you know making sure Steph doesn't go out and get herself murdered but then also him being angry because he's just sad and you you get like four issues with him out of 12 but yet it's this like really nuanced portrayal of of dick as batman and that was a great era where he took over the mantle um yeah well there's also like that underlying layer of like for so long dick has been trying to get out from the shadow of batman and now is yeah got completely sucked back in and being Batman like so he's trying to figure out how to be Batman but be himself on top of grieving so it's like and I think think that that kind of complex character mirrors Steph where you know she she is like she I mean you know we've talked about her fighting her imposter syndrome but I'm sure she probably feels like she doesn't really belong in the Bat family as much as the other people do. And she's in this, now having been Spoiler and, and Robin, but now she's in yet another uh, legacy mantle. And, you know. Yeah, she's really trying to prove it, not just to herself, but yeah. to everybody. And, to Dick, Dave, everybody. And I think she, she feels like, since, do this. Well, especially since Bruce isn't there to, like, tell everyone it's going to be okay. And he Bruce, was always and the, the Yeah, the one person who... Right. Like yeah. you know, yeah. Let her trusted her do enough this. already. So, yeah, I I really love yep. that kind of like uh, I don't know fight inter- internal struggle that the series struggle that uh, creates because it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting and makes me like the character so much. Um, and it and it does a really good job of doing all of this complex character work with very few words. Like it's it's more like you see the the emotional struggle it's it's like dick isn't necessarily saying that he's grieving but it, they do a really yeah they do but a really good job right. of expressing yeah. that in the thing in the words that he doesn't say you know what i mean like uh it, i feel like this and they do a lot with actual like they don't do it as much with like actually showing expression and emotion just from yeah, like, yeah, drawing yeah. it they don't necessarily do that a lot. Like the smirks and the and the smiles or like the, the the looks and stuff. We get a lot of that to kind of portray the emotion without having to say it. 
or explain at all. Well, yeah, all, all around <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I really like this because I, I don't, book. I didn't, I haven't really read a whole lot of Batman from this era from like the post Bruce's death era of Batman. So this is a, a really perfect window into mm. what was going on at that point. Well, yeah. it's actually funny because I Morrison definitely, I definitely shit. read the Red Robin stuff, and I definitely read the Dick as Batman stuff. Because I distinctly remember like the uh, I can't handle this fucking cape because I'm an acrobat. Like there were just like you know yeah. some dude fucking fucking bat dude. Bat cow. Come on. <laughs> there was just like so there's so much Amazing. good content in those books, and I don't know why I missed this one. Um, and I'm upset that I did, but I'm glad that you know we we came back around to find it. It's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And this so stuff weird. with calculator is just so fucked up. Yeah. Legitimately. <laughs> yeah. I rec- I recommend the whole the whole run because it, it's only one more trade. It's only like twenty four issues. Oh, wow. That's whole... way better than getting me into JLI and making me buy two omnibuses. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but that But isn't there four omnibuses though? No, there's no. four giant books, but they never finish it's a whole thing. Uh, okay. I, we don't need to go back down. It's a format problem. Luckily, this yeah. series is collected into two trades, but I think I don't think they're in print. I don't know. God damn it! <laughs> Got to go hunt. It's on DC hunt, Infinite. Hunt used bookstores and see um, if you can find them. There yeah. you go. I mean, reading this uh, again as you know, I really got Stephanie like stuck been one of my favorite characters for a long time uh this was definitely like formative for my taste in dc in general yeah um absolutely such a great character that uh, there's something so satisfying like reading a, a run that maybe isn't like the best thing you've ever read but it's a character you really love and the the writer is like taking care of them and it's just it's just nice knowing that the mm-hmm. character is, is being treated well especially after not being treated well. Um, yeah, after the exact opposite yeah, for a long right. time. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the, she's such a great character, and they, her and Cass definitely deserve uh, people that are appreciative of this run and, and stuff like this. Because they're, you know, this is the kind of run that uh, defines a character like this. It rules. Highly recommend it to anyone looking for more Bat Family content. Yeah, there's some good shit out there, and this is definitely should be added to the, the pile. All right. I concur. Well, uh, let's keep the conversation going over on in the uh, in the Discord. We'll give you a link to the Discord in the episode description. There's a there's always a lot of fun conversations about comics, and you know, let's have some more of those in our Discord. Um, also, uh, consider joining our Patreon. Uh, we got a lot of exclusive content out there for you on the Patreon. Um, and just follow Dueling Genre at large, at Dueling Genre on all the social media stuff. We got a lot of cool shows out there. We got a lot of cool content coming your way. Uh, follow us on the socials at Last Week's Comics. We're on Twitter and Instagram, although, I don't know, man, maybe just Instagram soon. God knows what the hell's going on in that Twitter. Uh, just stay safe out there, guys. <laughs> stay sane. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so for me for those guys this is Tales from the Short Box goodbye everybody <laughs>